are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin and Capital Gains. No thanks. More like capitalist gains. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about a seven-episode series called "I'm a Virgo." Jarrell Jerome plays Cootie, a thirteen-foot-tall man who has been secluded his entire life by well-meaning parents who wanted to keep him safe from the outside world, an outside world that has a history of slaying giants. Now, he's the only giant that has appeared in quite some time, though. And like most people coming of age, he's tired of his seclusion and breaks out of his home very, you know, sneakily and goes from being an urban legend called the Thwomp, is it? A uh, Twomp, Twomp monster. Twomp, thank you. What yeah, did you just call him? He's kind of like a, a, a vampire slayer. Like, every into every age, a giant is born, and uh, then the, the public, generally the white public, uh, turns on the giant and kills it. And, uh, you know, I don't know, they, they have a good harvest that year or something. Oof. So, he becomes this urban legend myth to someone who just kind of wants to live his life and live safely with his friends and family. Olivia Washington also stars as Flora, a fast food restaurant worker. Very fast food. She's she's a very fast food worker. (laughs) And she kind of takes a liking to Cootie and, you know starts to have feelings, and maybe we'll see where their relationship goes. Cootie's friends, Felix, Scat, and Jones, try to explain to him what the world is like and give him friendly advice, good advice, and some wisdom, words of wisdom to live by. Jones especially, played by Kara Young, is a, a very strong activist and voice against the oppression that their inner city faces. Who's the oppression? The richest man in the world, who is also a self-proclaimed superhero, named Hero, Walton Goggins, in one of the zaniest, wacky, but just heartbreakingly true roles he's played in a while. And I love the guy. This is written, directed, and produced for television by creator Boots Riley. You may recognize that name. From also a very bizarre but uh, terrifying view of capitalism, I'm Sorry to Bother You, starring Lakeith Stanfield. How does he fare in the television scene, though, on these streaming services? 
We're here to talk about I Am Virgo, and with me to discuss it, someone who would never give herself a pay cut as a tax write-off to actually increase her revenue and net worth, Sarah Jane is with us. <laughs> hey, now. And someone, if you ask them, but what is punk? He wouldn't stammer and be like, oh, I don't know, something like at the British scene. He actually knows. Bo is with us. Yes, it's uh, it's all based on class struggle, and don't let anybody tell you any different. <laughs> so I actually had, sorry to bother you, in my top ten the year it came out, I thought it was a fascinating, albeit very bleak look at uh, some slight problems in the U.S. economy. And then I grew older and uh, was horrified to find that it was actually very prophetic and <laughs> disturbing. Uh, Boots Riley was just kicking it off. Uh, <laughs> kicking off Boots. Anyway, Boots Riley, is uh, he makes no bones about his, where his politics lie. He is a self-proclaimed communist. Uh, you know, uh, he believes that capitalism is very, very bad. Um, and as you kind of alluded to, the, the, the last couple of years uh, haven't exactly done a very good job of, of proving him wrong. Uh, there's a lot of that at the base of Sorry to Bother You. And I, I think this is kind of a, even though it uses the same elements of magical realism, I think you'll find that uh, in a Virgo, if, if you thought that Sorry to Bother You was a little too dense, well, you get... You get seven episodes to kind of play around with it there, and I, I think this offers like the thesis a little bit more, it, and it, it, it helps that it it actually has characters that, that can kind of break out of the action and go like, all right, I'm going to pull you aside and uh, tell you a little bit about how uh, how the world works and how uh, you know capital works and how corporations are not necessarily your best friends. Uh you know, and given with what's going on right now with unions in general and uh, evil corporate overlords, uh, this is probably one of the more timely <laughs> series you're going to be able to watch. And uh, you know, uh, you 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 might have plenty of time to watch it because there might not be any new content for a while. Now, Mike Epps is also in this show. He plays Martise. Uh, very funny. Very, I'd say subdued performance, but I think he just has. The character has put himself into a state of relaxed calm in order to maintain control of the very strange and very dangerous world he lives in. It's kind How of a you like these performances. And uh, yes, I was just going to say we're we're getting a very platonic uh, Mike Mike Epps here, uh, you know, and you wouldn't think that that he'd be the first choice to appear in something so surreal, but he's really yeah. you know rolling with the punches, and it's it's almost as if like you know. His character from Friday is like, hey, uh, what if that guy uh, was the <laughs> uncle to a giant and had to raise him? Yeah. What would that look like? <laughs> Sarah Jane, how did you like this series? Um, I thought it was really great. Um, you know, uh, Bruce Riley is pretty much preaching to the choir here with me. I was just like... Um, Everything that he had to say about the economy and corporations and, as Bo said, the evil overlords, uh, it, I was like, yes, I am here for every single bit of it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was really great. As you said earlier, Bo, a lot of magical realism, very, 
I almost want to use the word gonzo because I love using that word. <laughs> like when I say magical realism, I mean that things are accepted as they are uh, without mm-hmm. people going like, holy fuck, that's a goddamn giant. We better call out the, you know, we better get the <laughs> fucking board of national science down here to fucking dissect him and slice him up as soon as possible. It's people are just like, damn, man, you're a giant. Anyway, uh, and you know, there are, there are a number of elements in this that is just like, Hey, that, that doesn't happen in real life that people are just kind of like, yeah, you know, that's uh, we got, sometimes we have tiny people and sometimes we have big people. What are you going to do? Exactly. Like heroes elevator. Like it's <laughs> very <laughs> absurd. It, it's very the best. Good. <laughs> it's the best analogy. I think for what. Elon Musk is doing to Twitter is the man's <laughs> elevator, which does not take him up or down. It literally moves the entire building around him so that every worker <laughs> in the building is completely disturbed anytime he just wants to like, nah, I wonder what's going on in my, my penthouse lounge. <laughs> like you know, everything shuts down so the building can like rise or lower around him. Now, Cootie out in the world, he actually gets uh, gets some work as a, I want to say, almost like a he sponsorship a, for streetwear. A, he's a brand ambassador. Yeah, a brand. Thank you. A brand yeah. ambassador, which he enjoys at first because, hey, the money's good and he kind of feels like he doesn't really have to do anything to earn it. And like everything else, it, it, it eventually, this is a big spoiler, uh, it's just like, oh, uh, this this brand, which is oh god, I wish I could remember the name because it's, it's like you know, uh, uh, you know, beautiful asphalt or some bullshit like that. Uh, but it, it it's very much like oh this uh, this this thing that supposedly makes street clothes for black people is actually owned by the same big conglomerates that are all inevitably owned by Jay Whittle, who is uh, uh, Walter Goggins' hero character. Yeah. No, exactly. But he is glad to earn money because he always wanted to try a Bing Bang Burger. Now, the Bing Bang Burger is a part of the the magical realism that I understood completely. Uh, A couple of years ago, I tried to swear off fast food for health reasons. My daughter was concerned about my health. And that made me think, why aren't I concerned about it? (laughs) So a little baby step would be, I'll try not to eat so much McDonald's. Seeing this Bing Bang Burger, like, literally sweat juice and sauce and, oh, you know, at the TV <laughs> screen. Like, damn, that that is, whew, in a, a nutshell, that is what fast food is marketed that's, like. That's a damn sexy burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say, have you ever had one of them Big Bang Burgers? You should try one. <laughs> I hate. I hate myself saying i probably would want to try it at least once you know that's that's the kind of kind of shill i am (laughs) now it isn't just all about look how absurd and gonzo again one of my favorite words marketing and capital and what people do for money is there is an episode that gets into healthcare, and after a serious accident one of his buddies we see his injury but it's not protruding blood it's not squirting 
bodily fluids out it's of anybody. It's something so... that you should be able to take care of by going to an ER. <laughs> by definition. Yeah. I have had an emergency. I'm going to go to the room where they take care of emergencies. And they will save my life. Because this is not like my arm didn't get chopped off or anything like that. But I had a pretty bad accident. I need some help. Yeah. And guess what happens? <laughs> they turned him away to county hospital. And by turned him away, I mean literally told him, you have to take that injury to county. And you'll have to watch the show to see how that plays out. Now, how it plays out does result in protests, which Hero, he's just elated about. Because now he can beat up the giant, which he has decided must have been born to be his nemesis and give his life purpose. And the clear-cut demonstration of how billionaires are just sad people with way too much money that are also longing for purpose, like the rest of us. Rather than being empathetic, it's really good at pointing out how childish and dumb that is. How did you guys like trying to be as vague as possible like I was? How did you guys like how, how the finale is and where this show went? I I liked it quite a bit uh, because, you know, and it... it surprisingly leaves room for growth like there there's an end scene that you're like oh well i guess they're they're like boots riley is saying hey corporate overlords if you want a second season of this i can give it to you uh but (laughs) the uh there there's just like an incredible wrap-up confrontation with walter goggins character that is just like you you will want to smash into the face of like Every dim bulb who thinks that, like, you know, if I'm just really nice to Elon Musk on Twitter, then someday I'll be a billionaire, too. It's like, no, you won't. No, you fucking won't. (laughs) How'd you feel about it, Sarah Jane? The episodes, how they tied together and where the journey ended up? Um, I I did like uh, how it ended up. Um, As Bo said, there is room for a season two. Um, and I hope that Boots uh, and company got a lot of uh, money for this series, although I'm guessing probably not. But I'm, and I hope that they get even more um, for another season. But if he doesn't get one, I think um, it ends in a satisfying way. Um, I don't think that you know I was. I was I wasn't upset that it ended where it did. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that the episodes tied really well together. Um, like Bo said, uh, in case you think maybe you know you're in the weeds a little bit about the different concepts, you know you just wait a few minutes and somebody will break it down for you. In uh, you know, I mean it's not a musical like Schoolhouse Rock, but it will explain everything that uh, you might have a question about, like right there. And, you know, then you can do your own research and decide if you too want to try to overthrow (laughs) capitalism and, uh, you know, try to get some of that green for yourself. (laughs) Because Lord knows I could sure use it. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I think that's where it's so... You know, we use a lot of a lot of words here like important work, but I do think it's important because it's so educational and not as in and that's why you should burn your boss's house down. Hopefully it's not speaking that to you, but giving you the education uh, about 
how <laughs> capitalism works. So maybe the younger people watching can improve it and not aspire to be the next corporate overlords. That's where the the very sad cycle starts. Now, Carrie Young playing Jones, I love this character. I do not have a problem with beat poetry or coffee house, you know, rhyme to describe uh, marginalized hardships. But Carrie Young playing Jones speaks so clearly and so straight to the to the real legitimate point that everyone can understand. I haven't seen a protest type of character like that before, and I think she's the MVP of the series for that, as of course, as well as the writing. Did you guys have any favorite performances before we go into our final thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Young really is, you know, practically the backbone of the of the whole thing because she she kind of is of all of them. They're they're you know they're they're three friends that he, that that Cootie meets in the real world. You know, and and Felix is more like you know I kind of want to have fun and be famous, and uh, Scat is like, well, I'm I'm kind of winging it, but maybe I you know can have my face up on a billboard someday, and uh, but but Jones is like, no, you don't understand. There's a huge problem. We need to do something about it. And uh, yeah, she uh, she 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 really serves in in every sense of the word uh, the the series, uh, but. Other than that, I gotta say, you know, Goggins, of course, steals every role that he's in. Uh, both Mike Apps and Carmen Ajogo, uh, as as uh, Cootie's uncle and aunt who have been raising him, are great. And then there's there's some brilliant little uh, uh, guest spots, a lot of which are are you know are voiceover that you kind of have to to pick up later. Uh, but there's a there's a great bit with Morgan Fairchild in it that is just chef's kiss. So, and I won't won't spoil it by saying anything more. But you, Sarah Jane, um, I think um, what Bo said, uh, I agree with what Bo was saying. I think um, Carrie Young is the MVP of this show. I, I think she was uh, amazing. Um, I will give a shout out also to Jarrell Jerome, who played Cootie. I thought, I mean, you know, the whole show was based on him. And so if you didn't like him or his work, um, you know, I, I don't think it would, the show in itself would work if uh, he, he wasn't great. Um, and I th I'll uh, also give a shout out to Flora, Olivia Washington, because I thought she was uh, really good as well. Let's carry that into our final thoughts. Uh, Bo, would you start, please? Um, yeah, I, I think this is a, a, a really, you know, incredible, ambitious series. I knew it would be, uh, having seen uh, Riley's previous movie, uh, which is kind of all you, you have to go with, other than his career as a musician uh, and, you know, his, his social activism. Uh, so I was expecting that magical realism, but I really like the flow of this. I think it 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 really seemed, and I think this was a very conscious choice on the the producers and storytellers' part, that it feels a lot like a like early two thousands alt comic. Uh, you know that it's it's using elements of 
Like, there are superheroes, there are giants, there are these, you know, extreme things, um, but it's kind of dulling them down, those elements down, and concentrating on the, like, well, there's also a bunch of societal problems that we're not taking care of via superheroes or magic or any of that shit. We've, we've got to deal with it as, as people. Um, and I, I really think it did a, a great job of flowing from one episode to the other uh, and then coming down to, to a really great uh, finish. So, yeah, I, I think this was... Uh, I, I was expecting it to be odd, uh, and I didn't know whether that was going to be like, well, this is kind of quaint, or wow, that that really utilized its, its strange elements in the best of ways, and I think it's the latter. Uh, I give it... Uh, nine out of ten uh, comics that you really loved as a kid, and then revisited as an adult and realized they had some really fucked up messages. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, Sarah Jane. Um, this was not on my radar at this year's South by where it premiered with like the first four episodes, and I'm sorry it wasn't because I think this would have been pretty great to see on a big screen. Um, I enjoy uh, what I've seen of Bruce Riley. Um, his first film was really great. And so um, when I saw that he was attached to this, um, I was like, all right. And so I went in blind, not knowing. And so, you know, from the very first scene where uh, his aunt is, you know, holding the baby and the baby look, is like, you know, I don't know, five foot tall, at least at that point. I mean, it's giant, you know, <laughs> that's a big fucking baby. So I was like, okay, where, you know, this is great. So, um, I really loved it. I think it's, I think it's flying, um, under the radar. I, I don't see a lot of people talking about it. You know, everybody's like the bear succession, but I think um, you would be really doing yourself a service if you seek this out. Um, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Is that right? Am I right? That's right. Uh, okay. Yes, that's correct. Um, so, so seek this out, please. Do yourself a favor. Uh, just And the episodes are not very long. They're like 22 to 37 minutes. So, you know, you can binge it if you want. You could take it a couple episodes at a time. Um, but I think you're really going to like it. Um, I am going to give this nine out of ten episodes of Parking Tickets, which is a show within a show, uh, that uh, leads you into kind of a comatose state uh, while you're watching them. Out of ten. Did I say that wrong? I'm sorry. Nine out of ten. (laughs) Yeah, and Parking Tickets... I love parking tickets in this, and this will be a part of my final thoughts. There is so much if you allow yourself to be willing to learn about having a conversation with other people. I watch those parking ticket segments like, what is going on with this? Because these very depressing people who are overworked, one guy's lungs are like hanging outside of him and he has trouble speaking. He'll say these beautiful but very morose things that are suddenly interrupted by a kid that goes, boy, you know, and the audience laughs at that part. 
And I, I'm thinking, oh, am I being brainwashed by television? <laughs> no, no, that can't be it. There's so many, uh, just so much imagery and art and performances here that, that made me think. And I love doing that, especially in my old age. If you could see the video, you'd notice I'm stroking my beard right now. And really, it's just nice to have talking points that aren't angry, but are angry. Yeah. Well thought out. And it's it's nice to see a show that kind of wants everyone to take care of each other. Because lives are at stake. I mean, profit shouldn't be over people. We lived through a time when talking heads actually contemplated, shouldn't profit be over people, though? Let's discuss. Like, what the, what, what are we doing, guys? Why is that a discussion? The answer is no. <laughs> Anyways, I actually watched this a couple of times, and I'll probably watch it again. So I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Bike jump selfies. So hopefully it gets a season two where Boots O'Reilly does something else. In closing, check out my guy. Awesome performance. Gerald Jerome. Uh, he's rumored to be a voice in the next Spider-Verse movie. I know half yeah. of Hollywood is. But uh, check him out there, I'm sure. And everybody just have a just, – just take care of yourself and each other. Please, <laughs> also, please. Also try to work out ways to completely overthrow our system. <laughs> 